she's a good... Uh, nope. It's TGQ&A. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French, and you're in for another upsetting episode of TGQ&A. <laughs> How is everybody doing? I know it's been about, geez, a month since I've done one of these. Um, and I'm sorry, I mean, for the three or four people to care, I've, I've been busy. I've been taking a nap. Uh, so, <clears throat> let's get some things out of the way while we let the, uh, chat room populate in the YouTube thing that we got going on here. Um, sorry, excuse me, I'm reaching for things, doing stuff. Um, so, uh, I've done some cool things. Uh, a few days ago, I went to my favorite bands. I, I went to uh, Austin uh, to see They Might Be Giants. Amazing freaking show. Amazing show. Um, I didn't think I was going to get to see them. Money was tight. Uh, I, 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 they came, they were supposed to come to Dallas where I am here in Dallas, Texas. How many Dallases are there? Uh, and they the the venue that they chose sold out super fast, and you know the capacity for the uh, venue it was at the um, oh geez I actually can't remember the name of the venue but it was kind of a small venue and it sold out super fast and I couldn't get tickets in time and I felt really bummed out about them about that because I couldn't um, I couldn't I just I didn't make the I didn't make the mark you know um, and. I had I had not missed a They Might Be Giant show since 2004. That was the first time I saw They Might Be Giants, 2004, and I hadn't missed a show in DFW in my area since that time. And it finally oh, it was the Kessler Theater, the Kessler Theater, which is kind of a smaller venue, sold out amazingly quick, and and I didn't get the tickets in time, and I felt really bummed out about that, and money wasn't coming in, and it just so happens at the last minute, um, I kind of – I don't want to say I, I came into like a windfall to where I made a bunch of money, but my my attitude uh, for the work that I do, you know, the escorting stuff, you know, I, I was able to get enough money to uh, buy a train ticket and go down to Austin where they were playing uh, – a couple of days before the uh, Dallas show, and I went, fuck yeah, okay, I can still see them, I gotta go down, fuck down to Dallas, or um, Austin, and I'll go see them there, you know, I just had just enough money, um, and I went, I made that happen, I stayed over at my sister's house, and I, watched, I, I bought a ticket for my sister, like I had just enough money to have a, a good time without making myself starving, and um, we went down there, Fucking had an amazing time. They put on an amazing show. Fucking at the top of their game. It was so good. And immediately took a train back up to DFW. Where while I'm on the train, I'm finding out that they they might be giants are doing a record signing show. So in DFW, I think what the deal was was that they knew they had sold out way too quick in Dallas and and 
a large part of their fan base didn't get to see their show at the Kessler Theater. So what they did was they scrambled and they and they tried to make it up for fans and said, okay, here's what we can do. Um, a few hours uh, before the actual concert in Dallas, we can do a record signing. Well, and you know we'll, we'll go to it was at Good Records in Dallas, and uh, they put on an hour long show, and it was the two principal players and their drummer. It was the two Johns, John Linnell and John Flan- and John Flansburg, and uh, Marty Beller, and um, and they just threw on a a real quick one hour set to, and it was a free show. It was a free show. It was like from. Uh, four o'clock to five o'clock, and they would do like an hour's worth of signing. So that puts them at the store till six, and then their actual show at the Kessler Theater that was sold out doesn't start till like eight or nine. Um, so they were minches essentially, <laughs> and 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 they like did what had to be done to kind of play to their hardcore fans and i found out about this on the train looking at shit on my phone and i was like oh fuck dude i can make this happen i actually do get to see them um you know in my hometown and that's fucking awesome uh but not that i regret spending the money on the train ticket and the ticket in austin to see them that was amazing and yes, you can't replace that because that was the big show. Uh, but then I also got to do this like free, um, really amazing, like intimate, uh, intimate, intimate, <laughs> the fucking cookie company. No, intimate, uh, like record signing show. And all I had to do was show up on time. I still had enough money to like pull towards towards that little adventure and I was able to get it done and dude it was so amazing so in the like I had this like weird little like fan fuck um experience in the course of like four days where I take a train from my hometown down to Austin like a six-hour trip watch they might be giants come up back to my hometown watch a free show that was like a last minute thing because they were trying to make up for a sold out show that they didn't anticipate and um and saw them there and got like uh I don't know I think you guys can see it I'm pointing at a poster here the very first show that I ever saw they might be giants at uh 2004 I brought that poster with me, and they signed it, my first They Might Be Giants experience, and that was amazing, and they signed that, and I was, dude, I've been a fan of these guys, they're my most favorite band, I've been a fan of these guys for, uh, what am I, 38, and I started seeing them at 12, so like 20, 26 years, um, and and they actually signed my fucking poster. It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. So I had this like big fucking adventure uh, in the past like four days at the beginning of February. Um, and it was fucking – that was a highlight of my life. Now, with that out of the way, this is the TGQ&A. 
transgender questions and answers show. So let's get to y'all. I just killed a bunch of time to let the room populate in the uh, YouTube thing. And so we're going to start answering questions because that's what we're here for. Uh, thank you for letting me kind of, you know, uh, barf you know, a little bit of my own personal experience onto your listening experience. Uh, so here's the way this deal works on TGQ&A, an approximate podcast, uh, one of five shows that we do. Um, TGQ&A, I'm going to answer some questions. That's the whole thing, Q&A. Uh, so um, we have people write in to approximatepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also send your questions into our burner line, which is 817-673-3704. And uh, I have a – on my um, Twitter, I have a Curious Cat – I'm sorry, a Curious Cat app, which is just a thing that you can write questions into. And I try to parlay those into the TGQ&A. So we're going to go through all three things. And then we also have live um, – the people in the chat room, th their questions. Um, so we're going to go ahead and let me see who's in the room right now because uh, I'm going to start with emails and then we're going to go to the burner line and then we're going to go to Curious Cat and I will answer questions all across the board there. So who do we have in the room right now? We have Navigatorture says, hiya. Hey, hi, Navigatorture, long time listener, uh, ninth time caller. Uh, you say, uh, that was cool footage you got. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, well, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, we also have Brett Wendell says, uh, your TMBG vid was awesome. Uh, okay. Again, this is a thing we're going to get to. Um, Navigatorture says, uh, they're a great band. Yes, they are. Uh, Navigatorture also says, uh, is good to gush. Okay, well, we a little bit, you know, a little bit, a little bit. I feel like maybe I've gushed too much. Um, but uh, okay, so uh, that whole for people that are watching or listening right now, um, you can go to the YouTube channel uh, where this is being presented, and um, it's not in a playlist. You'll you'll find it when you click on like the videos tab. And it will be there. I recorded some of the show that I saw in Dallas. I didn't record the whole show. It was an hour-long show, and I recorded about 20 minutes worth of it. Because I didn't want to be that douchebag that held the phone up for, like, the entirety of the thing. You know, I, I wanted to enjoy the experience. Even though I enjoyed the experience in Austin a few days before, I still wanted to enjoy this experience. But... I did try to capture it as best as I could, just a few songs, and I went and I edited the thing, and I put it up on the YouTube, and you go into, um, on this YouTube page, uh, for those that are checking it out on YouTube, for those that are on SoundCloud or that are listening to it on your iPod uh, app um, or, you know, whatever um, podcast app that you have, go to uh, my YouTube page and you will see click on videos and you'll see the um, uh, 
TMBG video that I put out, and it's so fun, and it's it's so I, I think you really really like it. Um, it's kind of a bird's eye view of what I was able to witness. Um, so anyway, with that out of the way, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get to the meat of the show. Let's go ahead and get to the questions. Uh, so I'm going to start with, um, you know, I'm going to start with the uh, Curious Cat app thing. So let me pull up those questions here. And... It uh, looks like, let me make sure I got all the questions I have available to me. Let me refresh the page. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go top from bottom, okay? Uh, most of these by, are by um, anonymous. The questions start thus. Um, anonymous says, uh, drunk me hoping to enlighten sober me. But how do you get the confidence to be yourself to the fullest while transitioning? Okay, man, wow. Oh, boy. Uh, yay, it's TGQ&A. So this is, yeah. Um, let me say that one more time. Uh, Drunk Me is hoping to enlighten sober me. Uh, how do you get the confidence to be yourself to the fullest while transitioning? Okay, well, it sounds like your question is – it sounds like you're trying to skip to the end. It's hard. It's really hard. You know, transitioning and going through that process and being confident is not something that automatically happens happens just because you decide to transition that's not the case that's not the case you know we're we're people that are in this mode you know people that are that are outside of the lines of society they you don't you earn confidence you're not born with confidence. Okay, so let me make it make more sense. Okay, so as you're going through the transition process, okay, ah, Jesus Christ, this is so, okay, I got it, I got it, because I lived it, and you're looking to me for the answers. <laughs> <laughs> do you is is transitioning a thing that you actually really want to do you know is it a thing that like what are, what are your purposes why are you transitioning you know that's that's the first and foremost you have to question yourself you know Confidence is all about questioning yourself. You know, when when you know who you are, but you're pairing who you are against, like, it's you versus society, are you more worried about what you want to do? What you know is right for you 
or are you pairing it against society? Like, do you feel that you're only validated in the way that you feel based on other people's opinions of you? Or do you just want to do the thing you do regardless of what anybody says about you? You know, you have to figure out what kind of person you are. Okay. Um, so that was a little heady. Let me just refresh the question, get back on, uh, get back on track and say, uh, drunk me hoping to enlighten sober me, but how did you get confidence to be yourself, to be the fullest while transitioning? Okay. Okay. Personal. This is going to be a very personal story. You're asking me of my personal experience. Um, I never cared. I literally never cared. Um, I always was in love with myself. I know that sounds like a shitty thing to say, right? But what I'm saying is I'm always, I was always confident in myself. I always knew that I wanted to do the, the things that I said were, that felt right to me. And I never cared about what anybody else thought as far as how they could affect me in, 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 let me put it to you like this. Do you feel like you're a rebel? Do you feel like you don't, you're surrounded by what everybody tells you you have to do, but you say no and you want to drive forward? If that's so, sorry about for that little fucking for <laughs> sorry about that noise um how much do you care about people's opinions because i will tell you straight up i don't care about people's opinions and that's the thing more than my fucking gender more than uh dude the first thing i think as a person is I don't give a fuck about what anybody says I ought to do or how I should be. I never asked to be born. You never asked to be born. You don't you don't have to do anything that anybody says. You really don't. You really don't. You actually as a person on this earth, you get to make up your own rules. I do the exact same thing. Now, that's... As, a, as an individual, we get to have that. But you also, you know, look, that, that makes it a very black and white thing. But I also know that you have people... That you may have to answer to. A boss. Family members. Sure. I get that. But you have to kind of. Here's the way I did it. Here's the way I did it. I knew what I was from a very young age. 
and and I I was very selfish about those things. You know, I was very I wanted to do those things, uh, pursuing my my gender, you know, pursuing uh, what needed to be changed, even though I was, you know, it's that whole thing about being born physically the way you are and how you feel about the way you are. And, and I said, nah, I don't feel good the way I was born. And this is the, the I'm going to choose to, my, my guts tell me, and choose is a weird word because choose makes you, makes you sound like it was, uh, arbitrary, like you were bored and you're going to choose to be a girl. No, 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 no. I chose anarchy. I chose resistance, bravery. It shouldn't be choose. It should be the word bravery to say, I'm going to go this way, you know, and, and I did that and, and I feel you're going to do that. But I also recognize that you are still like playing to your, like your family's feelings and what you think is society's feelings. Turns out if you're honest if you just say that you're going to do the thing that you're going to do, you can make it – people will respect honesty. Um, okay. I really want to kind of capture this in a way that – okay. See how much this plays into how you're feeling, okay? I was born a boy. At around puberty, 13, 14, 15, I felt that I was not... I, my physical form didn't match the way I felt about myself. Okay. Doesn't matter if it was a mutation. Doesn't matter if it was a gene thing. Doesn't matter. Chromosome. Doesn't matter. That's the way I actually really felt. And so I started to pursue that. And I never stopped doing it. I never stopped going forward once I felt that thing. But what I did was I looked around at how my parents felt about it, how my friends felt about it, how society felt about it. And what I did was I said, you know what? In private, I'm going to do this thing that I know needs to be done. But I'm also going to be polite enough to not fuck with you, you know, mom. I'm not going to fuck with you, mom. I found weird ways of doing it. I said, uh, basically what I did um, was I said, uh, okay, I, I need to be a girl, but I'm going to be polite enough to not fuck with anybody, and here's how I'm going to get away with it. 
I'm going to paint my nails black. I'm going to put on some goth makeup. I'm going to do all the things that make me feminine. But it's going to be acceptable because I'm also a musician. And so people will look at me when I do those things and they'll say, oh, no, they're not a transgender person. They're, uh, they, they, oh, yeah, that comes with the look of rock and roll, you know. I adopted a rock and roll lifestyle so that I wouldn't offend anybody, but I still kept to get, I still was able to, to drive forward with my transition in a kind of sly way. Not because I was afraid of them, but because I wanted to be polite to them. If I had just completely come out and said, hey, dude, I'm a trans person, dad, Mom, I'm a trans person. You know, it might have worked out. It might have worked out. But my feeling was that I didn't want to test those boundaries because I knew that in my, in my teens, when this was going on, it wasn't going to be a big fucking deal. You know, it's I, – I made it to where – I made it to where I wanted to be able to investigate myself without creating a lot of havoc, without creating a lot of – even though I knew they might accept me, I didn't want to test those waters. So I just kept it really simple. And that's the way I did it. And when I got to the age that I am now, around the age of like 32, right now I'm 38, but around the age of 32... Is when I was able to say, just put everything out on the table and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a trans person. I, I have to, I have to do this. And I know for years and years, every one of you, the people that I care about, they've known that I've, you know, that I've been a weirdo. And I know this is probably no big surprise to you. And they all said, well, yeah, this is no surprise to us. You have always been this way. We've kind of known. And I was able to come out and no, and nobody fucks with me. You know, it, to answer your question, I've always been confident, but I've always been... I've always tried to be polite. As confident as I am, you have to read your audience. And in this case, my audience was my family, my friends, and society at large. Trying to read my audience while being, while, while, while going through this Confidence was never an issue for me. 
because I didn't care about anybody else's feelings. Never cared. Never cared. But, well, I mean, obviously I did care. I care about my family. I care about my friends. I care about society at large. I just didn't want to, I, I, I never, okay, so to say this, I never let my transition fuck with me. I allowed for it to fuck with other people, but I never let it fuck with me. I marched forward in my private life and then gave everybody a little bit of a, like a smoke screen, you know, I said, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna act, I'm gonna be a fucking rock and roll person. And so that explains the makeup and everything. And, and people will go, yeah, no, I get it. But here's the deal. Be confident in yourself because what actually happens at the end of the day is that your family, your friends, uh, society at large, you can't trick them. They know a trans person when they see a trans person. So just be a trans person. You know, I wish I was more honest about what I was at a younger age. But I I'm I overthink. I'm too careful. And 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 that's what happened to me. And I don't know how that plays into your life's situation. But I hope over all of my rambling that you are able to pick up something you know, that's helpful. Um, and if not, you know, you can always hit me up directly um, at uh, approximatepodcast at gmail.com. Send me, you know, what what your thoughts and feelings are. And I'll see if I can, you know, uh, be more direct about it. Let's create a dialogue. So let me go ahead. I'm, You know, that was a big ramble. But that's what TGQ&A is all about. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, <laughs> we're here to answer questions. And, you know, my my purview is uh, dependent on the kind of questions I get. And it could either be a one-second answer or it could be a 30-minute answer. So let's see what happens. Um, so I'm going to pull up another question from the emails here. Oh, I'm sorry, not the emails, but the Curious Cat, which is here. Um, I'm sorry, uh, like I said, most of these at the top of the show, I said most of these were anonymous. Uh, we got an anonymous says uh, AR-15 or uh, AK-47 talking about the cannabis, not the rifles. Um, f first of all, I don't smoke pot. I'm thinking of taking it up but at the age of 38 not being a pot smoker i i don't i have no idea what you're talking about and i'm i'm sorry <laughs> uh it turns out that all of my family members are complete like all my siblings my si both my sisters my brother my eldest sister uh 
fucking, they all smoke pot. I have no idea what that code is. Uh, but, um, and I don't like guns either. So there's like no input. Like I can't even make a bid out of it. (laughs) Uh, but hey, keep on smoking. I'm in your corner. I believe in you. Keep doing it. Um, but ask somebody else between the choices of those two kinds of different pots. I don't know if there's sativa or, you know, or the other thing that's not sativa. Uh, I, I, I don't know. So, um, let's see. Uh, I got a third question from anonymous. It says, uh, how cool are, I'm how cool are beehive haircuts? What? You're asking me a question about beehive haircuts. What? Um, I guess the only, uh, Marge Simpson? That beehive haircut is acceptable? What what do you want me to say? (laughs) That's, where does that come from? Uh, send me another question. I want to know where the fuck your head was at when you were asking me that. No, I don't give a fuck about beehive hair. What the fuck is your problem? I look like fucking, uh, uh, John Waters over here. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I got another question on CuriousCat.me. Uh, says, uh, this is from Anonymous. They all are from Anonymous. Says, uh, how cool are, oh, I'm sorry. That was the behind here. The last question. Sorry. Um, if you could do a dance in front of a famous person, who would it be? Um, well, I've done plenty of dances, and I've been in plenty of um, forums where I've danced in front, in front of uh, famous people. Um, here in Dallas, we have a place called the uh, the Lizard Lounge. It's a it's a nightclub, and on Sundays and Thursdays they do a goth night. It's called the Church, and I've been going there since the age of twenty. Uh, now I'm thirty eight, so you know that's eighteen years. Um, and, uh, they have a really big pull and I've been at the church on a night where Marilyn Manson has come in, famous person has come in and has just kind of sat up on the balcony right in front of the large, uh, dance floor. And I was there drinking, smoking, doing all the things that kids do. And I've danced in front of him. I mean... You know, and that was fun. Um, uh, but also, uh, more recently, if uh, I was at the um, Cheetahs in L.A., where I was actually doing a um, uh, a stripper set for um, oh geez, what was what was the company's name? I can't remember. But every every year that the uh, um, that the transgender erotic awards comes through, um, there they have like a pre party, um, and the there's a company. God damn it! I'm trying to remember the name of the company. Um, Tranny strip. Tranny Strip comes in and they try, you know, they try to make their money off of the back of the event. And the event is the uh, 
TA awards, the transgender erotic awards. Um, it's basically the AVN awards for trans people. Um, but uh, tranny strip will come in, they'll rent a venue, and they will have girls that are, you know, front runners in the trans porn industry come in and ask them if they want to dance. Uh, you know, be a part of the event. Um, and I did that. It was a couple of years ago, like literally two years ago. And, uh, I, every, every girl that gets invited gets about 15 minutes. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not 15 minutes. They get like two to three songs on stage. And I was the first one to go. And I did a bunch of dances, you know, I got up on stage, uh, did the pole dance, wrapped myself around the pole, did what I thought was a good job to the best of my ability. Um, you know, picked some really lame, what I thought were like good stripper songs. And, uh, the, the intro to the, like, to get in, you had to pay a large amount of money. And so, like, you had to be a really good fan of... Uh, trans porn to be able to spend the kind of money to get in the doors for this thing that was kind of, you know, like I said, hightailing and running off the back of the TEA wards. Um, and so what, what happened was <clears throat> we had like, I want to say 11 to 14 um, girls that were all recognized in the porn industry that signed up for this thing. And I, it was, it was counting short a straw and I, I just happened to be the first person on the list because we all threw our names into a hat and, and I did this dance and these people that are there that are populating the event at cheetahs in LA, um, they're made up of all kinds of fans. Like I said, most mostly hardcore fans, the people that are willing to spend the amount of money it takes just to get in the door. A lot of famous people there too. I've done dances in front of a lot of famous people. I can't name names, you know. I can't name names. It wouldn't be fair. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I've danced. I've, like, dan actual, I've done actual dances like real dances in front of people. I assume that's what you mean by dances, like stripper type stuff. If not, hit me up, approximatepodcast at gmail.com, and we can talk about it. Um, but uh, let me see here. I think that's it for the Curious Cat stuff. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's see. Uh, I have some... I have some uh, emails. I don't have anything on the burner line just yet. I can do a double check. Uh, nothing on the burner line. That's fine. I do have some emails. So we're going to go ahead and skip right to the emails. Um, I know that people in the room, I'm seeing you right here. Um, I know you have a lot to say, and I know I haven't, like, really answered you, your guys' stuff. Uh, but I will get to you at the end, okay? I think you guys, people that are actually paying attention right now, know that I pay attention to the chat room lastly. 
because uh, it's a first come first serve kind of thing. Um, but I can't wait to talk to you guys in the chat room. Thank you so much for being here. Um, how many times? Keep a count. Did I say um twenty thousand times? <laughs> okay. So, uh, from our friend, uh, longtime listener, Evan Gregory says, hi, Jamie, uh, glad you had a good time with They Might Be Giants. Thank you for paying so much attention. Uh, sorry I haven't been in contact about the Frank Zappa, but I've been ill. Okay, so, uh, about a month ago, um, there was a thing, there was a question that asked, how familiar the podcast was with Frank Zappa's music. I got to be honest, uh, haven't paid a lot of attention. Haven't paid a lot of attention. I'm still working on it. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. So, you know, we're still, <laughs> we're still par for the course. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the first question, we got three here from uh, Evan, says, uh, recently... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Number one, first official question says, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Frank Zappa live albums from the mid-70s and found the use if two drummers tuned one-third out of each other really interesting. Do you think tunings can open up new ideas musical? I, I feel this is a drunk email and i uh, fucking love that um so what i'm hearing is this person um evan <laughs> has listened to some frank zappa albums and has heard some because they're so such a nerdy musician they're paying attention to the uh to the weird drum tunings on some recordings and they're one they want to know if uh tunings uh mean anything as far as as far as opening up new musical ideas well yes of course of course um you know i think if you get if you're such a prominent musician if you're so adept at your craft that you can start thinking about things that are as um, abstract and as obscure as tuning methods and how they would affect your music. Yeah, I think that that's that just comes with the lay of the land. You can you can obviously start to. To make weird new sounds, but the deal is, your the 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 bell curve of people that listen to music don't give a fuck about that kind of mathematics. Once once you start thinking that much about how sound works, about you stop thinking about feeling, and you start being all obsessed about the technicalities of music, then you're playing to a very small, specific crowd. People that that are zeroed in on, on uh, uh, structure, patterns, um, that care more about those things 
than what a what a what a just a, a brief piece of music is supposed to make you feel, you know. So, you know, and and that's that's the crown of progressive music, you know. It's it's progressive for a reason. It's your rushes, your your King Crimson's, uh, your fucking Frank Zappa's. You know, these are people that whose whose brains think they're doing something that's musical, but what it actually happens is they're just more concerned about they're more concerned about the 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 craft than the end result. I don't want to say art. I just want to say they're more concerned about the craft than the end result. They're more concerned about people they're, they're more concerned about how it's made than why it's made you know and it just depends on what kind of brain you have are do you like to listen to weird structured things that challenge your mind in a mathematical fashion or do you just want to feel something you know um i think the masters have it can make you feel something and then they're so bored with making you feel something that they start to lean into <sighs> let's just start just how shit built i'm really much more interested in how things are built you know and i think that's where you get your frank zappas and stuff from um but we can keep chewing on that later down the road uh, so, question two from Evan, uh, says, uh, recently some kids in Guildford managed to, the Guildford is in England, uh, British, uh, BK, um, why can't I say the thing? Uh, this is, this is a person that is in, uh, England. (laughs) Uh, so anyway, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, recently some kids in Guilford managed to hide in the local sports center to spend the night having fun and managed to avoid security. They then posted it on YouTube. Um, what kind of dumb is this? Well, though, now, hey, okay, first of all, uh, sorry for fucking up your whole trying to tell me where Guilford is. Uh, in the U, uh, in the in the UK, in the United Kingdom, um, Google it, listeners. Google it. Uh, as far as the actual action, some kids broke into a, uh, I guess, a, a sports store. Uh, uh, people that you know sell basketball equipment and hiking gear, um, and they just kind of fucked around and then after they were done with it they posted it on YouTube and you want to know how dumb that is well here I gotta tell you this um I don't so long as they didn't steal a bunch of shit I, I I'm fine I I will always be on the cheerleader side of anarchy and mischief I will all the time I will so long as it doesn't hurt nobody now, if it hurts like a conglomerate sales, I'm, I don't give a fuck about that. So long as they didn't steal shit, they were just being pranksters. Fucking A. Love it. Here's where they fucked up. Uh, 
they got caught by posting this footage on YouTube. Well, dude, here's the thing that you need to know. You need to, everybody needs to know the, in this day and age, you need to know the importance of Photoshop and After Effects. If you're going to do something mischievous, fun, and awesome, then you also have to have the wherewithal, especially in this day and age where we should all know better. Everything's filmed. We all film. We're all videographers. Videographers, uh, You should take your footage and blur your face out. Blur your fucking tattoos. Blur your... If you're just having a little bit of fun, break into a thing. It's fine. Don't steal nothing. Just, just do it because you... You want to do it. Just do it because you want to prove you can do it. And if you post that footage on YouTube, take a fucking second to blur your face out. You know, you weren't doing much harm. You weren't doing much harm. You were just being young and dumb, and that's fun. And I will always side on being young and dumb and fun. Uh, so long as they didn't steal anything. So long as they didn't, like like, hurt anybody. The, the where they fucked up was they posted on YouTube without without blurring their face out. The after effects, you just go get it. You could torrent it. I'm not saying you should torrent it, but go ahead and torrent it. Um. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead. That's that's my opinion there. Uh, I don't mind young kids being young and dumb. It sucks that they were caught, but. I think, you know, young kids ought to know better. You know, I, I it just seems to me they ought to know better in this day and age where this is not unprecedented, you know. Um, you should be able to look at what's going on. Like the general zeitgeist is we all kind of know how to use video. Everything's videoed. And, uh, and if you want to remain anonymous, it's very easy. To remain anonymous, you just have to take that little bit of effort. So I think most kids know. I, I like I'm giving them like credence. Like I believe kids most know. Like most kids know that they should do that. So these kids didn't. Ah, that sucks. But I do stand behind them creating a little bit of mischief, so long as they didn't harm anybody. Um. So number three, uh, we got, uh, who would you recommend from Twitter? Who would I recommend from Twitter? I would recommend everybody goes away from Twitter. <laughs> I, um, uh, see, okay, I get what you're saying, but honestly, I recommend everybody gets the fuck off of Twitter. Jesus Christ, it's a fucking, it's a mess. It's a goddamn mess. Who would I recognize for you if you, if you don't want to get off Twitter and you, and you want to follow somebody, if that's what you're asking? I would say follow the comedians. Follow podcasts that are populated by comedians. Um, I, those are the thinkers. Those are the people that have a vested interest in making you feel good. That's their, like, they've chosen 
to make people feel good through their pain for your laughter. You know, that's who you should go with. These are people that think and feel and and experience all the dark parts of themselves that you can identify with in yourself. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not hard, you know, you, you take your, your Patton Oswalt, you know, his brother, uh, Matt Oswalt, um, you know, go to unpops.com, uh, or I'm sorry, at unpops on Twitter, uh, follow Adam Todd Brown, uh, follow Jeff May, uh, follow, um, Quincy, uh, Quincy Johnson too, uh, I'll tell you what, you want to find out who you need to follow? Go to ApproxPod, at ApproxPod on Twitter, and look at who I'm following. Those are the kind of people you should be following. Everybody that was from the Cracked Writing Staff, fuck, staffed, uh, everybody that was from the Cracked Writing Staff, you should go follow them. Um, uh, Daniel O'Brien, Michael Swain. There are a shit ton of people that are amazing to follow that you need to follow. David Wong. Um, dude, there are so many awesome folks to follow that will lead you in a positive, good, right direction. Um, again, hit me up at approximatepodcast at gmail.com and I'll give you a list of folks that you want to follow. Um, so, with that out of the way, let's see here. Uh, oh, also follow White Wine True Crime. Uh, um, also follow Carrie Martin. Also follow Caitlin Cut. Uh, the list doesn't stop. There's so so many people <laughs> that I can drive you to. Uh, and then we have a last thing here. It's uh, P.S. Croydon is the most populated borough of London. Well, I guess that... Uh, I don't know what that means, but I th- it must relate to something that I said on the last TGQ&A where we were talking about England stuff. <laughs> so here we are. Um, we've answered all the pre-written questions, and I'm going to go ahead and start to address the room. So here we go before we shut this one out. Let's see what we got. Okay, so this might get a little confusing uh, because I'm what I'm reading through is going to address some uh, probably a bunch of the things I've already talked about. Um, I've got uh, nav. I'm just gonna start at an arbitrary point in the chat room on YouTube. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're gonna start with uh, Brett Wendell says, "Where are you doing the show?" from looks like an office versus what looks like your living room you seem to be in most of the time okay great no that's a good question that's a good question so um i am in the corner of my one bedroom apartment uh this is where i have all of my stuff uh all of my production gear and if you can see my hand pointing this away, I'm pointing to where we usually broadcast. Now, here's what I'm going to do, and I'm trying not to fuck it up, but here, just give me a second. 
Give me a second. All right, for those who are listening on SoundCloud, there was a, a bit of silence there because I was moving the camera around to show uh, Brett Wendell uh, uh, the kind of difference that we have in the podcast right now. Um, here's why this is that way. Um, all of my computer stuff is – it would I didn't want to take it all apart and move it to where the where we usually do the podcast tonight. I just wanted to just get it done and out of the way and make it really simple. So you see a lot of the shit that you don't get to see on a normal podcast where we have that nice white background and just a couch. Um, so, I, I mean, I hope that answers your question. This was It was just a matter of I didn't want to do that much work to do a live YouTube podcast. Um, so uh, we're going to move on to the next question in the chat room. Um, let's see here. Uh, give me just a second. I got a lot to catch up with. Uh, do you think you would become a musician if it had not been a way to bend your sexuality? Oh, no, no, whoa, dude. No, dude. I've loved music from the fucking day I was born. I remember bopping my head to the back of uh, the car seat. Uh, listening to whatever music my parents were playing from like two years old and uh, and remembering how much I uh, loved and adored music and faked playing the drums at the age of like fucking five to ten um, and then it coming around the age of 14 thinking I should actually be playing an instrument of some sorts coming into the age of 15 and actually telling my dad that I needed to play an instrument and I want to play a bass. Um, based off of – I've told the story many, many times why I became a, like the, the impetus of how a, a bass or an instrument of any sort landed in my hand. I've told that story many, many times. Uh, go back and listen to previous podcasts. Like it has nothing to do with my gender. In fact, if anything, I used my musicianship as a way to parlay my gender. You know, I used the whole rock and roll thing as a way to kind of ease my transition, you know, to make it more comfortable for those that I've, you know, my family and my friends, you know, oh, well, they're in a fucking band, so eyeliner and black nail polish, that's, yeah, that's par for the course. That fucker's 15. I, yeah, I that, that makes sense. You know, I use music to do my thing, you know, and like, a, like I, <laughs> I hoard my music out for my transition, not the other way around. Um, so I hope you understand that. And if you don't, again, email me at approximatepodcast at gmail.com <laughs> um, so let's keep going down the list here in the room 
Uh, I got uh, Navigator says thinking of getting a beehive wig. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, Brett Wendell says, uh, what is the curious cat link? Um, okay, so if you want to see my curious cat link, that's just a place where you can ask questions. Essentially, uh, go to my uh, go to my dude Twitter. Like all the links are here in the podcast there um okay so what's an easy way to say this go to twitter all right go to at jamie underscore french and you're gonna find my curious cat uh let me let me see. I know I should probably – that's a thing I'm probably going to have to write at the top of the fucking deal where you see all the other links. Uh, curious cat.me. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and post it on the um, – this won't matter to listeners that are listening to this on SoundCloud, but I'm going to go ahead and post it on the uh, – on – the chat room in the YouTube, and I'll say it out loud, and whoever's paying attention will get to it. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Curiouscat.me and go to profile. There we are. Okay, about to. Okay, so it's curiouscat.me backslash Jamie French. It's pretty simple. I'm going to go ahead and paste that in the deal in the chat room. And there you are. Okay, so I hope that answers that question. Uh, let's see. Now we got... Uh, let's see. Brett Wendell says, Watch Anonymous. This will change everything. Vid. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Um... Navigatorture also says uh, breaking the fourth wall. Always breaking the fourth wall. I'm trying to fucking uh, break the fifth wall if there's one. Uh, okay, so you know what? I think that's it. Uh, we, are, we are at an hour and two minutes. I'm not going to edit any of this. Um, so happy trails. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and play ourselves out with a song. And this is yet another completely depressing uh, uh, episode of TGQ&A. It's just, just awful. <laughs> Here we go. So you're listening to a thing. the fuck is it? I don't know. It's, uh, what is this? Why, why, why are we listening to this? It's TGQ and A. Good night, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye.